EWN Sport presents the Pitchside Podcast with Ahmed Kaji and Michael Pedro. Hello and welcome to yet another episode of Pitchside Podcast. My name is Ahmed Kaji. And I'm Michael Pedro. In this episode, we give you a lowdown on all of the round two action from Varsity Football 2018. Yeah, we were actually out uh, at the Fitz first UWC game. It was absolutely interesting. The crowd came out in their numbers, but it seemed that it was staggered along the line in the 4 p.m. kickoff. And uh, some aggressive football towards the middle and towards the end of the game. Mm. But UWC made a defensive performance that Jose Mourinho would have probably been proud of. Just uh, thinking towards uh, the aggression of the football, it clearly wasn't the most entertaining first 10 or 15 minutes of the game. Definitely not. And for large parts of it, the pigeons at Wits were more aggressive than the attacking play. Yeah, so uh, throughout this episode, uh, we'll be taking a look at all the fixtures. We also chatted to Piu Kukle Impalala. He is from UWC. EWN Sport presents the Pitchside Podcast, weekly coverage of the Varsity Football League. It's another exciting uh, round of varsity football. This obviously allows teams who had a good start uh, to the tournament to obviously continue that great momentum, but also allows some of the teams to recover from a poor start. Obviously, teams such as the University of Mikoko who put a thrashing last week, 7-1 in the first round against the University of Johannesburg. Yeah, this week they pulled off a one-all draw against last year's finalists, TUT, and a fighting performance from the men from Limpopo, especially given what happened to them last week. I think University of Limpopo should be renamed University of Leicester City. Leicester City were once almost relegated. They, yeah. Well, they were once like in relegation, relegation. Yes. And then they came up, pulled off a few great results, and then they became defending champions. Well, champions. Who knows? Let's see. I think they'll make it right there. Next, at the end of the varsity football tournament, come the end of September, University of Limpopo will be champions. Okay. Um, I don't see that happening because this is literally one game. There's an L. <laughs> Leicester City Limpopo one So it should letter. be University of Leicester yes. I'm sure they have one of those in England already Can they hold TUT to a one old <laughs> Can they do it on a cold can dry they, night in Pretoria Can they do it? <laughs> can they do it on a cold rainy night in Limpopo? No they cannot because TUT could Over to their neighbours techs Who yes. travelled over to the University of Johannesburg They had an absolutely uh, fighting performance Against an orange army that comes out in their numbers We discussed this uh, earlier on yeah, and Tucks registering their first point of the varsity football season. And they'll be hoping that they can carry that momentum into next week's game. But not the performance that the defending champions would have been looking for. So let's just take a look at exactly what happened at the University of Johannesburg. So between the two teams, full-time final score, one all University of Johannesburg and also one all two University of Pretoria defending champions. And the first half was tightly contested on both sides, but the second half also re- reflected how tightly contested it was, considering that only two goals were scored, one by each team. And knowing very well the UJ side had a big backing, sold-out stadium. It was packed from edge to edge, side to side, on the grass. But also what made this very, very interesting was the fact that UJ had a bone to pick with the University of Pretoria, but unfortunately did not find the opportunity to capitalize and steal the game. The atmosphere was absolutely amazing. And of course, this happening live at the University of Johannesburg. Final score, one UJ, one University of Pretoria. But UWC game, and that winner was Bits. The goal came in the 91st minute from Waylon Roy and secured Wits their second win in a row, which sees them join top of the log along with NWU, 
who ran out 2-0 winners over UKZN. Talk about Piwokukle Mpalala, who we'll chat to a bit later on. He loves FIFA. Yes. He must have been heartbroken. 91st minute, four minutes remaining in stoppage time. And then they go and score. He concedes a goal. He must have been shattered. I think everyone part of the UWC team were shattered because you were saying during the game that if they pull off a 1-0 victory, this is UWC. It's a perfect Jose Mourinho away performance. Unfortunately for them, the tables were turned and the home team managed to get the result they needed. People around Wits uh, were going absolutely mad and they actually reached the summit of the table now thanks to that uh, result. And then uh, obviously there was the final game down in uh, Peter Maritzburg when UKZN took on the Northwest uh, University. To an end of our match where the mood was set because UKZN was losing, they lost two goals to zero been said and the crowd has been down and my respect has been called so it's been hectic ewn sport presents the Pitchside podcast weekly coverage of the varsity football league joining us here on Pitchside podcast uh, is uh, piwa kukle himpalala uh, he's also calls himself an el nino every now and then or even shakes thank you very much for joining us here on Pitchside podcast thanks a lot man i appreciate it i think the first question that we need to ask is why do they call you shakes <laughs> <laughs> oh when i came here as a young boy there's nothing else that i used to do i used to just focus on taking players on, dribbling all the time. That's all that I wanted to do with the ball. Yeah, you're planning to go Sheikh's Mashaba's route. My coach said this other day that I'd make a very, very good coach. So I'm almost a teacher because I have like seven weeks of practicals and I'll be done with my degree. Okay. So, so you have teaching in your blood already. Yeah, yes. teaching we, in my blood. We so. can see that already. Who knows? Sheikh's Mpalala is going to take up to the <laughs> what, 2020, well, 2030 World Cup. Sheikh's, where did you grow up uh, and what was the atmosphere around uh, that area? I grew up in two places, actually. I grew up in the Northern Cape, in a small town called Petrasville, next to the R. So growing up there, I used to play football a lot, but then my parents moved to Free State in Wolfstadt, next to Bloemfontein. So that's where I developed my skills and eventually got scouted by the Harmony Sports Academy. And that's when I played football, actually, at a little bit higher national level. What drew you then uh, to football uh, during that time? Um, Apparently, when I was young, I used to always chase after the ball. So my father thought that um, he should buy me a football, a soccer ball. And I used to support Chiefs. I actually do support, still support Chiefs, even though they're actually not doing so well this year. So Neil Tovey was my favorite. So everybody started calling me Neil Tovey then. (laughs) So my love for football grew. How many football nicknames did you have? You said there's Shakes, there's El Nino, or you mentioned Neil Tovey. Where does the nickname stop? But also the El Nino, is that Fernando Torres for Liverpool or Fernando Torres for Chelsea? So when you play football from a very young age, you play, then you see who's the hottest player at the time. You get that nickname name you keep on growing on another hot player pops up you become that player just like that by the years i've uh, been getting these nicknames there was a time also during afcon i think it was 2008 i don't know if you know mohammed nagy gedo he scored five goals coming off the branch and northeast egypt actually won the afcon so i was uh, gedo also i was once called mohammed abu Trika back in primary school <laughs> until I missed an open net and then <laughs> since then they were just like from Fernando Torres from Chelsea by the way you're still missing open oh nets my oh my god yeah, no way this, this doesn't stop this doesn't see, stop <laughs> for me with the Fernando Torres name Fernando Torres anytime any day anywhere oh. for me he's a legend 
away from the football field. There's obviously academics which you're trying to focus on, your social life, you're interacting with your friends and your family as well. How do you balance the three or four? It's very tough. For me, it became an advantage because I started it at a very young age. We used to play tournaments like the Engine, the Kemutsebe. It really, really is difficult for a person when they're already old because there's so much that comes into place. You have friends that you have to please. You have family. I think it's just taking it um, one step at a time. Now, before we started chatting, you spoke that you very heavily into gaming. So what games do you play most and which ones do you enjoy playing? I love my FIFA. Yes, I... finally, someone who agrees <laughs> with me that FIFA is the greatest. FIFA is the greatest. Um, I love my action games, Uncharted, mm. Call of Duty. I don't um... see the big thing about FIFA, man. <laughs> Dude, it's amazing. How FIFA do you is really amazing. So man. Tell him, Shakes. Tell him. So many other games that you could go with. And then, I mean, how do look, you not FIFA, play soccer? Just because I beat you every time we play against each other, <laughs> now you have to be sour about it. Also, he's going to bring it up into the 947 <laughs> studios, and this is what it's like now. Yes, exactly. Because this is why you're sour. <laughs> <laughs> so, Shakes, how do you even find time to play those games that you enjoy so much? <laughs> um, uh, the coaches don't know this, man. Uh, <laughs> but um, I pack my PS4 with. Yes. Every time I go, everywhere I go. Oh my God. This is a I committed gamer. I like but it. But then I also rest well when I need to rest well because I don't let it affect my game. Literally and figuratively. <laughs> Which game? That's what I want to know. Your football game or your PlayStation my game? My football <laughs> game. I get my eight hours of rest though. So. Eight okay. hours of FIFA mm. as well. <laughs> <laughs> Shakes, before we let you go, uh, we're just going to end off with a bit of a random question. So, would you rather be able to teleport anywhere or be able to read minds? I think teleporting because I'm a person that likes to travel, meeting new people, seeing new things. So, I think teleporting anywhere would be great for me. EWN Sport presents the Pitchside Podcast, weekly coverage of the Varsity Football League. Throwing forward to next week, the game that I am looking forward to most is the Johannesburg Derby, where UJ will be hosting Vitz. Both teams coming off a decent run of results so far. Two wins on the track for Vitz, a win and a draw for UJ. Should make for an interesting clash. No, couldn't agree more. This is something I've been excited for. Mm. I cannot explain to you how much I've been looking forward to. And just based on the fact that uh, Vitz managed to get two wins in a row, yes, uh, the one against uh, UWC was a bit of a scrape through and with the United first minute winner. But um, if they win against uh, UJ, they'll have a massive... Uh, bit of momentum going through into round four as well. So I think the UJ Fitz game is going to be exceptionally important. Needless to say, there's going to be so much entertainment, let alone the noise, which is going to be absolutely off the chains. Mm. Another game that has permutations at the bottom of the table this early in the season is Tux against UKZN. Tux with just one point, UKZN yet to register anything so far. It's almost a case of Tux needing to win this game to have a to have a decent chance of getting through to those semi-finals and that massive top four position because uh, if uh, Fitz happen to take a few good points uh, through if NWU and Fitz pull off positive results it's going to be really really sad days uh, for Turks who were the finalists last year but will find it very hard to then break into that top four later on well speaking of NWU they don't have the easiest test they are against University of Limpopo who as we mentioned earlier 
came off the back of a one-all draw against last year's finalist TUT. This game again for them though is away from home and we all know what happened last time they played away from Limpopo. Yeah, let's hope uh, that they come off with a positive result. Uh, and speaking about University of Limpopo, they have a similar issue to uh, TUT in that they had a few logistical issues at home. So apart from the game against TUT, all the other games will be away fixtures. Well, a team that is guaranteed to spend the rest of the season on the road is TUT. And their next stop is in the Western Cape against UWC. And they'll be looking to almost right the wrongs of what's gone on in the last few games. They drew one all against Limpopo, so they'll be looking to bounce back from that. Not a performance they would have been looking for. And UWC get to have a first game at home. They've been on the road two <laughs> weeks in a row and they've lost two weeks in a row. In the next episode of Pitchside Podcast, we feature the match between Tux and UKZN. Before leaving, we obviously would just like to thank the Varsity Sports South Africa team. Sam Mbata, Alice Koza, Mandla and Timane, Matato Manaka, Tabiso Nkampakhlala, Bogani Lushaba, as well as Leroy Kona. You guys have been absolutely amazing. Thanks very much. And remember, it's always better to be able to teleport than to read minds, especially if you're a striker trying to beat the offside track. Stay up to speed with the best weekly coverage of Varsity Football with the Pitchside Podcast. Subscribe now via your favorite podcast app.